You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. And then I'd put 10 on in a weekend <laughs> because, hey, I earned it. <laughs> if you could do 10 in a weekend, I'd be really impressed. Oh, I've done six. Wow. Ten, 10 wouldn't be that hard. Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the To and Out CFL Podcast. Now they have to kick it out, and they do! Every week, Travis Cura. Does anybody still care about this podcast? And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football, bring you the latest in CFL news, and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Are you kidding? This is unbelievable! Ready, set, hook! And we are a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. I'm Travis Curra, joined by Brazilian Ty. We're a day after WrestleMania. Now, I haven't seen the results for our uh, night two pick'em results, but your night one. The worst night of my life. Record-breaking. <laughs> In all the wrong ways. Now, th- thankfully, it's th- for you, it's not worth any money. If it were worth money, you might be out of a truck. You might be. <laughs> I'd be living on my parents' couch. R- realistically, Ty, how much real jelly beans would you have put down on some of those matches? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I would have put a lot of jelly beans down on Drew McIntyre. Just because he won, he, he won, wins a championship last year at WrestleMania with no fans, so I figured they'd you know give him oh, that yeah, opportunity, yeah. and they didn't. So I would I would have lost a lot of money on that. Uh, I would have lost a lot of money on the the tag match with Bad Bunny because I just think that it's stupid that he's there. So I'm like, well, there's no way he beats the Miz. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was just it was a bad. It was not a good night. About halfway through the night. To- Ty's making claims that it's the undisputed worst night of his life. <laughs> now, regarding betting, I think it was last Tuesday, you sent me a message saying you have 62 bets on baseball all that day. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. How did it go? Not well. I got oh. three right. <laughs> you just had a terrible week. The the Jays wasted Ryu's start. The Padres wasted Blake Snell's start. Uh, the Dodgers wasted Trevor Bauer's start. Like it was just, it was an absolute gong show. Uh, but then I believe Thursday I bet on the Sox and Cubs parlay, and that got me back up to where I was. So it was fine. I love these updates. It's it's going to get me through. 2021 man so thank you <laughs> i bet i'm betting on baseball every day so I'm, I'm turning into a turning into a true degenerate oh turning into <laughs> yeah with warmer weather comes yard work and lots of it prune your trees and shrubs clean your eaves troughs replace those drafty windows you noticed over the winter or you can call Roomy to take care of all your outdoor and indoor spring home maintenance while you fire up the barbecue and relax. 
I like that idea. Visit roomy.ca, that's R-U-M-I dot C-A, or call 1-844-777-7864 and let Roomy's trusted local experts take care of your yard. So all you have to do is enjoy it. In the Huddle with Karan Tai on the Two and Out Podcast. All right, Ty, about a week and a half ago, there was a lot mm-hmm. more optimism in the air regarding a 2021 CFL season. <laughs> yeah, for everybody else but me. <laughs> and the, the roller coaster continues because we sit here today, and while there's still a belief that there will be something happening this year, um, but a week and a half ago, I mean, the feeling was, oh, the players will take a pay cut, we'll play a full season, we'll start on time, but hang on here. I, I, I guess <laughs> a, a lot of people were led to believe that the owners were maybe willing to have empty stadiums for a little bit. Well, it turns out that no, they they never said that, Ty. And, and that should not come as a surprise to anybody. What's the one thing we do we always talk about when it comes to revenue with this league is that it's a gate driven league, uh, and for for them to play this year, uh, it all comes down to how much money they're willing to lose. Uh, you know, we know a handful, or you know, some of the teams do make a profit in this league, but there's some that don't, and you know, those owners are operating at a loss. How big of a loss are they willing to operate at? because that's going to be the big issue. And yeah, the 20% pay cut was discussed. The players haven't even, I don't even think they've met about it or actually been presented with that idea yet from what I gathered from that Naylor and uh, Farhan video. So I just, it, it did not come as a surprise to me, like Rod Peterson getting all uppity and crybabyish about it. Like, it, I, I don't know why this is such a surprise to people kind of seemed it it was a league proposal to the players without ever really talking to the owners is that (laughs) is that what i'm seeing here the 20 percent pay cut seemed like it was agreed upon but never presented to the players so like you you see all these players on twitter like what are you guys talking about we we we've never even heard we haven't heard anything about this um i think that was basically this is what we'd have to do for this to work with, you know, a limited number of fans. But I, I don't remember anything saying where they were willing to play without. And I just, I don't see how they could, like, I could see, you know, the first month, okay. But anything past that, there's no way. And that's an interesting thing here because a lot of times, a lot of CFL fans are wanting to just hear something. That, that they're mm-hmm. working on something. But when it doesn't turn out to be the case, I'd rather hear nothing. No news is good news. At least they're right? working on something. <laughs> it means they're probably talking to each other. Right now, yeah. it just seems like they're negotiating in the media, and we've seen it in the NHL, we've seen it in the NBA. That doesn't work. It just it, it just makes you know one side angry at the other, and and that goes both ways. And nothing seems to get done. 
Um, and especially now with the way that the last two se- or I guess two years have gone or a year and a half, and people are hungry for Canadian football and want the news. Yeah. And then when they do get some, when they get news they don't like, now they're pissed. Right? Because it wasn't what they wanted to hear. It's like, yeah, that's fine. But if they didn't give you anything, you'd be pissed off too. So I don't know what you want. Because it can't, you can't always just get good news. The league did put return to play proposals in every province's hands. Four of them have given some sort of verbal approval. Some have formal letters. Once they have approval from all six provinces, then they can go to the federal government. And then at that point, they can decide about whether that American players can get into the country and what they need to do to make football happen. But here's the thing. Uh, The league has not communicated to the PA what this year's start date will be. And what are we, five weeks away, six weeks away from when training camps were supposed to start? Um, just over a month no away that's happening. from the first scheduled preseason game. Yeah, I don't see that happening either. And I, I could probably see an announcement on this soon, no? You would think. Uh, I also think the CFL is going to wait to the last possible minute to make that decision. Yeah. Uh, which, I, which I get because, you know, you want to try to give, give – these jurisdictions as much time as possible uh, and, you know, try to make it so that you can get some kind of training camp in if you're going to play a season. But these players can't just be expected to be ready to go. Uh, Training camp isn't what it used to be. You show up in shape, ready to play. You you know, you don't show up like Keith Kachuk, 40 pounds overweight (laughs) and use training camp to get into shape. Isn't that how we would treat it? <laughs> that, that's not that's that's not how it works anymore. You show up in shape because you're going to lose your job if you don't. Uh, and so you know these guys having no idea, it, it's it, it's a crapshoot. So how long of a training camp would you need to be in football shape? I why wouldn't be in football shape till 2023? <laughs> Just over 18 months, or or. Are we talking the 2023 season? So basically you need two years, two years. a two-year training camp. <laughs> well, let's let's be honest. I would lose like 30 pounds, and then I'd put 10 on in a weekend <laughs> because, hey, I earned it. <laughs> if you could do 10 in a weekend, I'd be really impressed. Oh, I've done six. Wow. Like 10 wouldn't be that hard. Now, is that a long weekend or a two-day weekend? That's like Friday afternoon to Sunday night. That's pretty good. Like just Cokes and Burger King four or five times and like <laughs> eating entire pizzas. Not even look not even looking out a window. Forget going outside. Not even looking out a window. <laughs> I'm gonna load up my, my text messages here. Your Burger King order oh, no. from earlier this week. So you get the twenty chicken McNuggets. Barbecue sauce? No, no, they're just chicken. They're oh, just chicken nuggets. Yeah, I got them from Burger King. That up. Uh, large fries, large Coke, matzo sticks, double Whopper. 
and a spicy crispy chicken sandwich. How much does that take for you to get through? Or how long? It, 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 like half of that's for lunch and half of that's for supper. Well, that's, that's a full day. Now I feel a lot better that that's a full day's worth of food for you. Like, I just kind of snack on it from like, you know, <laughs> what that have been like two or three o'clock throughout the, throughout the rest of the day. <laughs> You're keeping BK open. Like without me, they would have shut down on Lloyd a long time ago. They can you can look at their profits, and you can tell when I go back to work and when I'm home. <laughs> it's it's pretty obvious. It's like my it's like my uh, internet usage. You can tell when I'm working and when yeah, I'm at home. Yeah, it's 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 not as bad as our buddies, but it's still pretty bad. We were also told that basically this whole XFL deal was contingent on the CFL having a season in 2021. Mm -hmm. So I got to think something's going to happen. I I don't know what it's going to look like, but if you talk to the Alberta premier, please hold your opinions. He, he seems if they get to a certain immunity percentage, then it can happen. He never said he was optimistic that it can happen. This year. Maybe it could just be, you know, the rodeo part of it with nobody in in the in the stands and then they would call that the stampede, right? <laughs> That's the one event of the summer. And I don't know what it looks like. It if, could it, if if that goes, everything else is going. That's what I mean. I, I think at least but in Alberta. It's not happening this year. In Alberta, everyone's waiting on that. Which won't be till 2022. We're at a strange crossroads right now. The, the facts are that cases are skyrocketing and mm-hmm. they're bringing in vaccines fast. Is it fast enough? I, I don't know. It, it, we're just in a completely different space than we were at the beginning of April, as for the XFL thing, mm-hmm. it seems like uh, MLSC are the ones really pushing for this thing. And m- maybe they are the ones that think this is going to be the thing that's going to bring fans into BMO Field. Now, well, here's the thing. If there is no... Maybe there is a little bit of a season. There is no XFL complete merger... Are the one or two owners, three, whatever it is, really pushing for this thing? Are they going to want to be in the CFL for the long run anymore? I'm afraid to make any predictions on that because I I have no idea what some of these guys are thinking. It just seems like a very Uh, dire situation, man. Yeah, to me, the whole Argos MLSE relationship, I mean, they're they're spending money, and that's great. Uh, and you know, they make a crap load off the Raptors and and Leafs, yeah. and and TFC. So you know, operating the Argos at a loss isn't that big of a deal. But at some point, they're not going to want to do that. No, no. And so you know, without things changing, I don't know what happens with that ownership. So obviously, situation. Like, uh, I'd like to think that they they have a lot of clout when it comes to the owners. I. 
I'm afraid that MLSC, you know, gets you need, 50% of the... You, you need a team in Toronto. I, yeah. I just don't see how this... Yeah. And, you know, we've talked about it before. I just don't see how this model works without a team in in Canada's biggest city. Yeah. It just doesn't make any... It'd be nice. It, it's, it's a shame they can't draw better. And I think that needs to be addressed. And I don't know how you even address it because I, I just... That market, there's just so many things, and you know the J the Jays play every day in the summer, uh, you know, and so if the Jays are playing a home game, it's really hard to draw, and even when the Jays are on the road, it it can still be hard to draw because you know, it it's if it's nice out, people don't want to go and and sit for three hours when they can go to the lake, or you know. They can go up to the to Muskoka. Like, there's so much stuff for them to do in Toronto that it's really hard to draw. And until and I, I just don't know what changes that. And if it doesn't change, how long is MLSE just going to hang on to a fiscally failing franchise? We've had a more more veterans retiring from the CFL. CJ Gable running back uh, played the last couple of years with Edmonton. Had a couple thousand yard rushing seasons but signs a one-day contract with Hamilton and retires. He had nearly 5,000 rushing yards in his career, 28 rushing TDs, 2,200 uh, receiving yards. And then uh, James Franklin retires, the quarterback, backup quarterback for the Riders. And you remember when Chris Jones was in Saskatchewan and he was, Franklin was, going to be the second coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that didn't work out. Uh, everybody thought that, and then when he went to BC and had that halftime interview, everybody's like, "Thank God they oh, didn't." Toronto, sign yeah, and then they did, or yeah, and then they did, and you know they had Cody Fajardo, so it didn't really yeah. matter. <laughs> um, but you know, yeah, that was just one of those things. And let's be honest, but me and you, we or you and I, I should say, really wanted Franklin to become a rider when he was still in Edmonton just to piss off Edmonton fans. <laughs> yeah, just like, another we used player. It, it was a running joke, <laughs> right? Well, we got your coach. We're going we're gonna to take half the roster now. And, you know, it ended up not happening the way we thought it would, but it was still fun. Be like, oh, yeah, don't worry. And James Franklin's a, a rider at the deadline. I mean – there's no way that they don't they don't make the great cup this year and then you know we obviously shoot ourselves in the foot but um and as for CJ Gable I mean 4800 rushing yards for how long he's been a name in this league you'd think it'd be more or you feel like it should be more but then you remember he played in Hamilton and they refused to run the ball he was more of a he was a really receiving guy in Hamilton he's like a yeah well everybody was yeah that was Kent Austin right yeah yeah <laughs> Don't get me. Don't. Don't. Just don't. What's your, uh, what's your appetite for a Chris Jones update right now? I already know what he what he's done because I was on Twitter earlier this week. <laughs> and as far as I'm concerned, he can fly your truck and stay down there. <laughs> he can go ruin some high school kids' careers instead of, you know, being a complete asshole up here. <laughs> You know what though? High school's a big deal there. People can make fun of it, but oh yeah, it's a huge deal. It's it's massive, but I. It's great that to have a coach that has the pro experience, but 
I just, I would not be that pumped to play for him. <laughs> we'll see how long uh, this lasts. I, I feel like he's a guy that's always thinking ahead. So uh, we'll see if this is where he ends up, you know, this is his job until retirement <laughs> or uh, what ends up happening for Mr. Chris Jones. But as far as... He's not going to get any camera. T- he's not going to get any camera time. So I mean, how? I don't know if he likes the camera, or is it just an act? What do you think? You can't. You don't wear those sunglasses <laughs> and not like being on camera. <laughs> and the same shirt every day. Ugh! Like I do that, but I don't leave the house. <laughs> Edmonton has finalized their coaching staff. Um, they've made it official, but I mean, if you just look, Jamie Elizondo, Noel Thorpe, AJ Gass, Winston October, Demetrius Maxey, the list goes on. They put together a pretty good team in uh, Edmonton. Yeah, in 05. <laughs> yeah, as far as on the player or on the field, I mean, <laughs> Winston October and AJ yeah. Gass, those guys, I, I still wouldn't want to mess with them. Same with Demetrius Maxey. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I still... I still hate AJ Gas for taking that offside penalty in the Grey Cup, but you know, it's a savvy veteran move. Yeah, and I know Ty would, uh, you know, the, you know, when the old vets, you know, fake a cramp or something. You'd be the guy that actually had the cramp. Why don't they take advantage of that? You guys don't have to fake cramps. Just don't drink any water when it's ninety degrees out. You'll be fine. You'll cramp up on your own. Do lots of timeouts. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the future because, Ty, I know you've been into this a little bit. Brandon Banks comes out with his very own NFT. I'm looking at the uh, the auction right now. It's already at about 1000 Canadian dollars. Oh, I'm out. <laughs> there's no there's no way for you to buy uh, buy low and sell high on this bad boy but it's the first no. you know cfl player to come out with an nft i just think it's pretty damn cool man and when we talked about this a little bit like the nba has always been ahead of the curve when yeah it, when lately they, they've just been just doing stuff like it. this and nba top shot is starting to build up a lot of steam and, and it's been in the news a lot now we've seen it with wrestling and guys in other leagues doing it individually. Yeah. Um, the NHL will be the last league to do it because they always <laughs> are because it's old white men <laughs> that are afraid of technology and change. But, I mean, this can only help. I mean, a thousand bucks, it's a little extreme, but it is the first one. Um, I think if they do, if they follow the model the NBA has set out with releasing packs and, you know, I mean, obviously, this one being obviously super rare and a really low serial number is going to be worth more what the market is for CFL NFTs. We don't know. Um, You know, the NBA has picked up a lot of steam and, you know, it's helping with, you know, getting the game out there and revenue and stuff. It has to be in a bigger volume. It can't just be one, but I think that however this goes, and like you said, it's up to a thousand bucks. I mean, See if I could look at that and be like, there is a chance for something here. Uh, so it it it, can, it can't hurt unless it's the only, and if it's the only one, it's still. I mean, they they've done. He's done it. So 
And Banks is uh, donating the proceeds of the auction to charity. That That's always good. And if you're listening to this past few minutes wondering what the hell an NFT is, <laughs> it's a non-fungible token. Uh, basically, it's, it's a GIF on your phone that is replacing a trading card. But and, and, and basically, you're recognized <laughs> as the owner of it. Yeah. On the internet. Um, yeah. Now, some of them are one of a kind. Some of them are not. So there can be, you know, multiple owners yeah. of, you know, one little thing here. But I, I was, I started thinking about what would be the most valuable CFL NFT. And it would have Downtown to be. Downtown Eddie Brown. Well, th- I w- that one might be in the top three. I think the number one is Kerwin Bell spiking the ball right into his nut. <laughs> that one's so good. That <laughs> NFT might go for, you know, six figures. Oh, oh man. Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I think the SJ Green catch in the 2010 home opener. That yep. might be worth some money. Yep. I'm wondering uh, what a... was it. Was it he knocked Mwamba in 2019? A hit? Yeah. That might have been Bola Combo. Like, oh, Bola Combo. Yeah. That that where I can't remember. I think it was. I want to say against Hamilton, but it might not have been. I was on. I was on the road to a wedding at that point in time. You heard and you that? Just texting me about it, and you you could hear it. <laughs> Like it, it was sickening, and it was it was completely clean, which is even more yeah, worrisome yeah. that he's hitting people that hard cleanly. Yeah, I, I'd like to own that as an NFT for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. How how many Alouettes fans buy De, uh, Duval missing the kick, but three flags flying in the air? <laughs> yeah. What it, was Glenn Johnson the ref of that game? You know, with the the too many men signal. There, look, there's a. <sighs> There is a revenue opportunity here, no? <laughs> there's there's got to be something. <laughs> now, what would a two and out NFT look like? Like, what could we put on there? Oh, we'd have to go Step Brothers. We have to do that pose for sure. <laughs> Probably some George Costanzas. <laughs> now we auction this off, and people pay us. To to keep it off the internet. <laughs> to keep it off. Oh, yeah. And then my mom would end up buying it. Oh. She fi- I'd have to set her up an account. Yeah, you'd have to teach her how to buy an NFT. I would love to see this. I would love it. Yeah. It would be <laughs> the bane of my existence. <laughs> uh, the global or the global combine has happened. And the global draft is this Thursday. There's actually been quite a bit of talk about this. Some people in the CFL have said, you know what? It looks like there's some there's some good players available here. Mm-hmm. There's some talent available from there, all there, over the world. There's a Finnish wide receiver that had like a 4, 5, 3, 40. So he can run. Unlike, you know, 
the two hosts of this podcast. Well, I can what run would, in like what would your forty be? I can run in sixty foot increments really fast, like from home to first <laughs> and slow pitch. <laughs> what what would your forty be? Oh, like seven. Seven. I if I got know. to run, if I got to run barefoot, that's sounding generous here. That's almost half a football field. You know, that might be like closer to ten. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah. That that's my goal. Trying to break double digits on the on the forty. I don't know if it could, if it could happen. Um, there's there's all sorts of talk because not only do we need to figure out if they can play, there's a lot of things that go into the game. Uh, because there's mm. been talk about maybe having to not up the global ratio this year. Changes to the Canadian ratio in the future. What do you feel on uh, this sort of stuff? It's I don't, changing the ratio. I mean, I don't think you can totally abolish it. Uh, I don't know if it really even needs to change. But yeah, that that's where I'm it, at. But but at the same time, if we got to knock, you know, one or two off of that, and it allows, you know, if if knocking off one or two off the off the Canadian ratio helps the league in somehow somehow, I don't know how it could. Other than the fact that you know you're not Canadian guys that you know. Like you look at an Andrew Harris and what he makes compared to an American at that position, right? You're you're going to pay the Canadians more because you because you have to have them, so it might help out salary cap wise in some convoluted way. Uh, but to, if you're going to knock down the Canadian ratio to up the global, I, I don't know where you I don't know what you get from that. Do these changes only happen if there's an XFL thing? You know. Yeah, and that's the other. Like, who knows what that's going to look like if something happens there? It, it's there's so many there's so many layers. It's like a it's like an it's like an ogre. Uh, there's so layers. much, so much uncertainty that like yeah, I don't know what it's going to be like in two weeks. To be honest, we'll <laughs> we'll see when we get there. We do have a national draft on May fourth. As for training camp starting in May, I don't know. Maybe by the next no. episode of the show. We'll have some answers regarding that. Well, um, we might have answers, but people aren't going to like them because I already know what those answers are, and it's probably not happening. And, you know, all along, I was like, okay. I'm not pessimistic. I'm just a realist. Well, all along, I think a lot of people were thinking August training camp and, you know, a Labor Day start. Mm-hmm. Um, and then hopes were kind of... <laughs> rising to the point where oh wait a minute we might have something here and now it's it, it's back to that august labor day thing I, I think that has to be the target and I, even that target i don't see happening we'll see this episode of two and out is brought to you by the calgary foundation proudly supporting community needs for 65 years everyone wants to feel a sense of belonging so now more than ever we are united by a desire to take action and help others by helping creating a community built on kindness and compassion 
from small, creative projects to larger, citizen-led initiatives, the Calgary Foundation provides grassroots grants to encourage and support people who want to create and strengthen bonds between neighbors and communities. If you've got an idea to improve, enhance, or revitalize your community or neighborhood, visit calgaryfoundation.org to find out more about the Foundation's grant opportunities and visit the Calgary Foundation's Facebook Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube channel. That does it for uh, this episode of Two and Out. We're a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. What does two weeks from now bring? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, probably, hopefully, George Springer and Teoscar Hernandez in the Jays lineup. That'd probably help you, hey. I mean, they did score 15 runs without a home run last night. Yeah. Probably a lot more sodium in your diet. Um, I did eat an entire thin crust pizza yesterday. Thin crust? I think things are looking up. (laughs) I did order, I ordered groceries on Friday, so I figured why not order some pizzas too, or like get some, get some frozen pizzas and so... You know, it's cheaper than buying from from Firecrust, so, you know, take, taking care of my bank account and my body at the same time. <laughs> Rate, review, subscribe on your favorite podcatcher, if there are any of you even out there anymore, and we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. <laughs> Thanks for downloading, Mom. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.